This is the guy Marcellus Ease. We back. NYC is looking crazy. Nick fans going nuts. We got a lot on the docket for tonight. We're going to talk about the Easter Conference standings, who's going up, who's going down. And is NYC really feeling these Brooklyn Nets? The Nets are sitting on 8-2 and two in the last 10 games. The Knicks are 7-3. and three. The Nets are pretty much championship bound, but... Why is NYC rocking so hard with the Knicks? I don't feel the same energy coming from the Nets. And then we're going to also talk about KP. What's going on in Dallas? Is he feeling salty? He's out there. He's not looking too happy. He was asked about the rumors about his trade. And then he told them at the last minute, yo, he doesn't know anything. So what's going on over there in Dallas? But phone lines are open. Give me a call. Let me know what's on your mind. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. And definitely drop your two cents. It's a Monday night. Let's figure out what's going on. Give me a call. What do y'all think was going on with KP up in Dallas? How do you feel about the Knicks in this Easter Conference standings? A lot of teams going up. A lot of teams going down. We got the Washington Wizards moving up the rankings. They're 7-3 in their last 10. The Atlanta Hawks has fired their coach. What's going on with them? We got the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler doing their best Army Fatigue rendition over there, trying to move up the standings. And the Celtics, man, they're four and six. Jason Tatum looking like they're taking a step back. They're still trying to convince us that, he, that he's a star out there. What's can going on? Me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, my bad. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's your name and where you from? What's up, John Carlos from Poughkeepsie, New York? Oh, bet, bet. Yo, let me start off with the Brooklyn Nets, man. What are you thinking? Do they got the energy of the city or not? No, no, you're no. If you go watch the first time they stepped Kyrie and KD stepped onto a a Nets court, that opening night was it two years ago now, whatever it was. They got booed out the building that first night. New York will always be a Knicks town. That's not even an issue. I mean, outside of New York, obviously people are watching them as stars. But in New York, they'll always be a Knicks town. But what I wanted to say was, if you don't mind, about making a move right now, I think it's there's no point. You're not going to beat the Nets anyway. So why move somebody? Like, say you move RJ or say you move, you know, one of these young guys they're already playing pretty good in their second year. What well, RJ's in the second year? Like he's already playing great. Three years, four years, he could be the next star. So why trade a player now, and make a move when you're not going to win a chip anyway? We're already in fourth place. Mm-hmm. I think you should just let the season ride out. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily they don't have to make a move where it has to be like a superstar trade, you know, like a blockbuster deal. It could be a move where yeah. we get like two role players, maybe like a guy like Burke. 
like, someone else and we can yeah i'd be a, more down with that yeah we could take advantage of some of these players that some of these teams are trying to get off the books like for example like michael jordan down in charlotte you know Devonte graham yeah. plays point guard and he has a lamello ball you know that could be a situation right there or you could look at denver nuggets with gary harris that could be you know another you, yeah another guy that we can you know kind of mix in with two different players and if Denver's trying to go on more on the cheap end, we can get a guy like that to come off the bench and be a better spark. Like we get a bit more quality players. You know, we can make like little, yeah, you know, little you chess moves here and there. Little trades, yeah, exactly. Little trades, I'm, I'm all for. But like when people talk about trying to get like Victor Aladipo right now, like I don't see the point where you can get him in free agency. Like get like JJ Reddick's a guy that would be good because he's a solid shooter. And you can trade people like, you know, I hate to say like a Knox if you had to, or like a Frank Nielakina. I like Frank too. I'm not, and he's been playing well, and I liked him from the jump. But for a move for a star, like we already went through that with Melo. Why make that same mistake? Yeah, I feel you. But uh, that's a good point you brought up with the JJ Reddick. He's also available. Yeah, he's been killing it from three point range. He would definitely be a good piece for us. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I can yeah. Yeah, so what do you think about a player like Zach Levine if we did go sort of like the blockbuster See, that, That's the question. Like, Zach Levine, like, uh, do you think that'll interfere with Quickly? Because I think Quickly will be the point guard of the future. And when people saying Quickly should start now, I don't even agree with that. Why put the pressure on him now when he's coming off the bench? Look at James Harden. Like, he was the sixth man for years in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It took him a while to develop, and then when he did, broke out, went to Houston, and he, you know, quickly didn't have to break out to step into that role. But it's good for him to come off the bench for a while and learn the game and not have all that pressure on him. But Zach Levine might get in the way of a quickly, you know, development. Who knows? Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like he could get in the way, or they could be together. Well, like Rose. Like I thought Rose was going to be a bad move. But... Hello, you went out. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, my bad, my bad. But yeah, I was just saying, like, with, uh, like, Zach Levine could get in the way with quickly, or they could play together, you know, pretty good, like Rose. I was wrong when I said that Rose was going to be a bad move, but it ended up being great. Mm-hmm. But who knows? You know, I'd rather, I think if we do make a trade, we need, like, a, try to get, like, a, like a two or a three, like a, you know, like a Bradley Beal would be perfect for this team right now and julius randall's young i think we should keep him yeah definitely i believe i believe we'll end up keeping him but you know a guy yeah. like uh zach levine is dynamic and he's still young but i believe if we did end up getting him we probably would have to give up quickly exactly and that's the, and that's what i'm saying is it worth it do you make it like quickly he's crafty man he could end up being you know like james harden type level the way he can draw fouls you know he's I think I think the kid's gonna be a superstar. People say he's gonna be like a, you know, like a six man of the year. I think he's gonna be more than that. But you know, maybe I'm just a Knicks fan who's like, you know. Yeah, but the only thing is that if, if the only thing that if there was an opportunity to get Zach Levine, you really, I mean, and quickly was kind of standing in the way of that I don't think they're gonna be pressed about that because if you look at Zach Levine, that dude is athletic as hell. He's shooting really good. Yeah, and he's young as hell still. So we can actually yeah, partner yeah. him up with R.J. Barrett, and he fills our need of point guard, having that kind of dynamic yeah. player, and he doesn't get in the way of Julius Randle and R.J. 
Yeah, where then that's a decision you have to make. Do you believe in quickly, or do you want to, you know, or do you want Levine? I think it could end up killing us, or it could end up being great. Shit like that, you know, you never know. That's like a flip of the coin. It's like trading KP. At first, you're like, man, I don't know if we should have traded him, even though I wasn't really feeling him those that last year because he hardly played. Mm-hmm. But now he's, you know, like you're saying, he's salty as hell. Like those trades can come back and kill you. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think Tibbs would do if he had the choice between holding on to quickly or? Getting Levine, what do you think Tibbs would do? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know, man. I think, I don't know. I think he would stay with quickly just because Thibodeau likes that half court, slow down game, and that's kind of how quickly can play. He flourishes in the half court, where Zach Levine is a full court, you know, on the break kind of player. Wow, really? But so, you know, he also played like that with Derrick Rose. You know, Derrick Rose is like that too. So, so who knows? Yeah, you you wouldn't think that Tibbs would go for the more polished player already that can give him the best chance of a well. A not that he's situation. not more polished. Of course, he wants a more polished player. But if you look at the style of the game, like how they play, mm-hmm. like this Knicks team is a half court team. They play in the half court. You know what I mean? They don't go on the break that often. They're not a transition team. And Zach Levine flourishes in transition. So that could get in the way of Julius because Julius Randle's not a fast break player. Don't get me wrong. He can, you know, we see him get those steals go on the fast break, but that's a slow team. This team, this team is a slow team. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, because they do struggle getting transition points. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you said, they're not that type of team. And plus, you know, the game being a lot slower, it probably benefits Julius Randle because he was yeah. making a ton of mistakes before. Maybe the game was just going a little too fast. Exactly, exactly. When you see it when the game slows down, especially like late in the quarters, late in the game, in the thick of it, Jewish that's when he flourishes, that's when he goes off. Mm-hmm. Now what do you think about Spencer Dinwiddie? What if there was a choice? You know, he's to... a good player, man. Yeah, what do you think about him? What if there was like a if the Nets are some sort of like, you know, in a in a in a funny situation with him, if they're just trying to dump him, at least get some sort of asset, do you think the Knicks should try to yeah. pull a move for him? And he's a deep, you know, that guy plays defense. We need, you know, we need that. We need that type of guy right now, especially right now. I think they should. It depends on what they're giving up for him, too, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving up first rounders for him, but I'll give up, you know, like a Knox and maybe like a second rounder or something. And I like Knox, too. I think he has a, he can play real. I think Knox has a high ceiling, but you just don't see him. I don't know what's wrong. You don't see him fulfilling that ceiling. Yeah, yeah, and it, and he actually grew, man. He's I believe six ten now. He's taller than Toppin, and they have him. A lot of people man. think a lot of people think he's a small forward. He is a small forward, but I think originally he was because he used to be a big dude. I think originally he was a power yeah, he forward. Is. Then that's how I see him playing. I don't know why he doesn't play with his back to the basket. He should be posting people up, and you never see him do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it could be because he changed his body. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure because he became like a slender guy. Like, he wasn't like that before. So it seemed like he sort of yeah, no, you're right. backed away from that power forward role. Or maybe he doesn't have the confidence because he doesn't have that same body weight on him. I'm not I'm not sure. That's what I think it is, too. I think it is confidence, you know, not where it should be. Because, like, you remember when KP, like, he at first he was just shooting threes, you know, just pulling up. He wasn't backing people down. And now he's doing that, and he started doing that at the Knicks, and now he's doing it in Dallas. Those, you know, these last few games that he's been playing well, he's been shooting right over people's heads. You know, that's what Kevin Knox should be doing. I think he could do it. He has that kind of like, K, you know, Kevin Durant type body almost. But you know, he's small, a little smaller, and like he's actually a little bigger. 
mm-hmm. like muscle-wise it looks like. But he should be playing that style again. I don't know why he doesn't. He just spots up for the threes. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of gone the finesse the finesse route. Sort of like the Nets. The Nets play that finesse style. That's why I think, you know, a yeah. lot of people gravitate more towards the Knicks because their style kind of represents the city, that grind, you know. Exactly. You know, I'm going and they don't play defense. The Nets subway don't play defense. in the cold. Like that type of shit. Exactly, dude. Knicks fans want to see defense. You want like even if the team is losing but they're playing hard like bro i was you know i was in the garden watching fucking langs and galloway you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if, if you're playing we just want to see people playing hard like and we'll cheer like i've been in the garden rocking for you know alonzo trier you know what i mean yeah yeah like new york wants to see a tough gritty defense team yeah exactly exactly and i think that's what uh that's what KD didn't understand when he made that comment about the Knicks not being cool. I just think he doesn't really understand the market. And it's it's got to be throwing exactly. those guys off because they're not getting that same type of love, that same type of energy right now as the Knicks. And the Knicks are nowhere... I wouldn't say they're nowhere near those guys, but those guys, their trajectories on a different level. Well, they're probably going to win. They're definitely getting to the championship. If that yeah. Nets team doesn't get to the championship, it's a bust. I mean, they have all the talent in the world. There's no need for them not to be in the championship. But, like, like to your point, what you're saying is, like, I remember when they first, KD and Kyrie first went to the Nets, and that opening night, they got booed in Barclays, and they weren't even playing the Knicks. Like, it'll always be a Knicks team in New York, always. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, what do you think about the buyout market? Now, guys like Blake Griffin, do you the Knicks approach a Blake Griffin or a DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, out of either of those guys, I like DeMarcus Cousins just because he can shoot the three. You know, he could play like that stretch five, you know what I mean, which would be good for the Knicks because we need shooting. Fucking, I, I think um, the Nets might make a move for Andre Drummond because they need that that type of player. And he's a good player, but, you know, I, he's an empty stack guy like Russell Westbrook. And these guys can put up all these stats, but it doesn't equal winning. That's how Julius Randle was the last couple of years as well. But, he, you know, he figured it out. And I don't know what that figuring out means. Maybe it's like, you know, knowing when to pass, knowing, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but once these guys figure it out, they go on a tear and the whole team wins, like how Randall's playing now. Mm-hmm. So I think Andre Drummond could really fit on a team like the Nets. You know, he could, he can go to the Knicks, but it, out of those guys, I'd rather see DeMarcus Cousins because, you know, he's a tough guy and he can shoot the three. He's not afraid to bang. You know, he's more Nick type of player, more Tom Thibodeau type of player. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. For sure. That's some good points you brought up. Now, what do you think about the standings? Like, good looks, Yeah, like, what do you think about the standings right now? Like, it's it's real tight. I mean, I'm seeing Cleveland. It's like they, the playoffs right now. Yeah, it's like Cleveland fell off. You know, they were they were looking pretty good to start off the season, especially after that Jared right. Allen trade. But they fell off. The Celtics are kind of falling off. The Raptors are coming up. The Heat are coming up. The Hawks completely fell off. They fired their coach today. They fell off. Oh, that, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. And it's, it was about time come because they got talent. They should be winning. You know, like Trey Young. I hope he doesn't end up being like a Russell Westbrook where he never figures it out. I mean, he just puts up all these big numbers for no reason. Mm-hmm. But you know, this right now the East playoffs are so close. Anybody loses a game, wins a game. You know, that's. I think everybody's like one or two game away from second, third. You know, eighth and ninth. All you have to do is lose a game or win a game, and you could be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's crazy, man. It, it, but it makes it interesting. It makes it fun to watch. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the knockout stages? You think it's here to stay or? Like, That's a good question, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think it could be really fun. So let me go. Tell me if I'm right. I could be wrong. So is it like nine and ten play each other, and then whoever wins that is, wins the buy, and they're into the playoffs? Oh uh, shit, I forgot. Uh, no, I remember. I think like, it's something like that. Yeah, something like that. But then, then one of them plays the eight seed. One time, and if oh okay, yeah, something like that. I know the eight, the the, the yeah. last seed gets involved in it too, and could get knocked out because that, oh, okay. that's what happened to um, oh. what's his name, Ja Morant last year. I mean, they were they should have been in the right, playoffs. That's right, you're right. <clears throat> they should have been in the playoffs, but they got they got fucked over because you know I guess the league was trying to put <laughs> they're trying to put Zion on the on television during the playoffs, and that shit. Yeah, they're trying to get those ratings. That's a good point, man. That's crazy. If that's you really think that's why they're trying to get those. Because why else would, like, I get it, it's a shortened season, and it does make it interesting. You're right, I forgot about the Eats could get knocked out. And that is a way to put a guy like Zion, a guy who's going to get viewers, in the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah, Greenhouse in the chat, he just said the seventh plays. Yeah, it just looks like the last few teams get involved. I mean, I'm not too sure about it, because that shit just started last year in the bubble, but... It seems yeah, like the, yeah. the, from the seventh seed and below, they all get involved. But I'm wondering, because me, I'm wondering if the league is going to have that to stay because it seems like it's going to work out for them as far as, you know, getting more importance per game, you know, like having the fans yeah. have a sense of urgency of watching the games. That's a good point. And I think that it's interesting because it also changes the draft too. You know what I mean? Like, because you can be... In a tense, like now you're not going to end those, like you're not going to tank if you're in that nine and 10 spot anymore because you have a chance to get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people aren't going to be trading players like that, dumping players anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this year, you know, especially with the roster construction due to the pandemic situation, teams got to be deep yeah. because you never know. Guys could get pulled because of, you know, the, the sickness going around. And then at the same time, you're dealing with injuries. That's why I said the Knicks are very yeah. fortunate early in the season because they didn't really have any reps to kind of work out short preseason and then dealing with injuries on top of the sickness of potentially guys getting pulled out. We could have really had a bad record. Yeah, man. We were this close. You know what I mean? Because, like, you see teams. I think uh, Carl and Towns had to sit down because of COVID protocol. Like, Frank had to be in the hotel for a few weeks because of COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's like... Everything is so close. Anything can happen, and it could change the whole year. It could change the whole season for a team. And we're lucky that the Knicks hadn't really dealt with any of that. Yeah, especially especially uh, coming down in the second half of the season where it seems like for everybody, they kind of bunched up the schedule and crunched it really tight. It seems like right yeah. now, like you, you don't feel like the season has been extra ratcheted up ever since February hit. It seems like guys are playing a lot more games. You know, there's less days off. Yeah, absolutely, dude. They're, the crazy thing is, is like they're saying they're not even practicing. They don't have time for practice. Yeah, most most so, like a team. yeah most teams in the league is not practicing right now. I mean, a lot of teams are admitting that they're not they're not practicing right now, and it hurts a lot of young teams. But that says a lot about Tibbs because Tibbs, even though the yep. Knicks are young, he still got them on point. So can you imagine they had the reps? Uh bro, I think if they had the reps, they could really like imagine what's gonna be. 
these guys stick together and get really close, like and build that chemistry even more, like they could be like a team like the Hawks. Remember the Hawks a few years ago, like four or five years ago, they had like no stars, but they were in like second place because they were just and they were all passing the ball like crazy. Like, you know, a team builds chemistry and you can win. I think Jeff Van Gundy said like you a team could win forty games in the NBA just by playing hard. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And Tibbs this season, I'm telling you, man, he's got these guys really prepared. And Julius Randle, I had pointed out in a video I made earlier that uh, he said that Tibbs has guys every single game. He has like a game plan for every team specifically. Whether the That's Knicks great. are on a back-to-back or whatever it is, Tibbs always has a, a exact game plan for the next game. And Julius Randle said all his years in the NBA, he never had that before. And having Tibbs, is, he says, almost like the, a gift from the heavens, man. Well, it goes to show how important a coach and the coaching staff really is. You know what I mean? Like, we've had so many coaches over the years, like, and Tibbs came in with almost the same squad as last. I mean, not, you know, a lot of different guys, but some of the same two guys, Mitch, Julius, Alfred, you know what I mean? Like, and he turned that team around like that, and they didn't even have to, you know, it's been a sort of team. Like, like you're saying before, imagine they had like a regular season. Yeah, if they had a regular season, just just overall, just a preseason, and of course, summer league. You look at guys like Obi Toppin. Yeah, summer league could have really helped them transition into the NBA. The game speed, just overall, you know, the feel of the game. It's absolutely. like guys just got tossed in. But absolutely quickly, imagine quickly had that preseason. He, he'd be balling, right? He already is balling. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, a lot of these guys, man, they seem. It seemed like they're already ready, man. Just yeah, quickly yeah. is making a lot of uh, strides real fast. Yeah, absolutely, and that's another thing. Towards your point about KP, like we got quickly because of KP. Like I forgot, it's like some roundabout way. Like we got something. We got like Morris for. I forgot who it is. We got somebody for him. Traded that for a pick and got <clears throat> and got quickly. We would never had quickly if it wasn't for that KP trade. Really? So so the KP trade is the one that. Got us that. What was quickly? Quickly got was us a, that pick. Yeah, was a late first round. He was a, he was a late first round, and everybody said we were stupid for picking him in the first round. They had him projected going deep in the second. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, that draft overall, people don't know who's who. Because I'm telling you, if you exactly. if you if you even just look at the footage of that draft, just them broadcasting it on TV. They didn't really talk about the player's skill set. They talked about their personal lives more more than they showed highlights <laughs> because they didn't really have that many highlights to go off of them. That was the craziest it's thing. True. That draft was the first draft where I seen they just talk about the player's personal lives. That's when I knew Absolutely. something was off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge. It was crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Even even Lamelo Ball, he didn't play for a year. Like he got drafted early. Yeah, man. He was he just been practicing for a year. So it's like. That yeah. draft is real funny. It's like nobody really knows who's who. Absolutely. There's a, there's a video I saw on YouTube, and it's from, like, CBS or somebody. but uh, And they're grading the draft. And that quickly pick, they give, like, a D- minus because they're like, oh, he should have gone, like, late second round. And then you go look at the comments, and everybody's like, you dumbass. You know what I mean? Because obviously now we know. like, But that's how you know. Like you're saying, they had no footage really to go on because of, the, you know, the shortened season. Like, LaMelo Ball is a big surprise. I didn't think – he was gonna be what he is already. I thought you know he'll probably maybe he'll get there, but mm-hmm. man, this he's balling. Now I'm wondering, it's like a gym like atmosphere. I always wondered that. That's too. a good point. 
that's a good point, man. I thought of that too before. Like, I was thinking like when they're letting people back in the garden, like, man, what if that, you know, what if that ruins it? What if, you know, it put pressure on the guys, you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel you, man, I would be nervous as hell. Like, playing in the gym for you know so long and now all of a sudden they're letting people in i'm glad they're doing it small you know like 2,000 at a time like there's only 2,000 people out in there now like mm-hmm. letting gradually you know fill up just so these guys can get used to it yeah yeah and uh dsj man what do you think about him because it, it ended up not working out with him but he's actually yeah. started his first six games in detroit and they're they actually won one game out of the six so I'm just wondering if he's if he's barely holding on to his NBA career, and also if the Detroit Pistons made that trade for him because they knew he was going to be bad, and that way he could continue their tanking. You know that's a good point, man. It's crazy to think about it because you know Rose. He, I mean, they were they were playing bad. The Pistons were playing badly, and I think Rose was their second highest score. I think he was averaging like 14 over there, like, and he kind of came over here and played a lot better than he did there, and then. DSJ goes over there, and you know he's people are saying he's playing pretty well. I haven't seen any of his games besides the Nick one, but mm-hmm. I hope he works out for him. You know, I don't want these kids. You know, it breaks my heart to see these kids like, you know, they have their everything riding on all this pressure, all their family life, and then like their boss man. That's got to be hard. It's got to be a hard thing to go through. I think he could be a productive player in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be a star. Like, remember when he was first on the Mavericks? People were saying he was going to be a star. Remember, LeBron was like, "Oh, he should be a Nick." Like, yeah, but LeBron was throwing shade. Know. LeBron was throwing shade at Phil Jackson because remember, around that time they were beefing. Yeah. So he was throwing yeah, subtle yeah. shades at at Phil Jackson. I remember Phil Jackson called his crew the Posse Crew or something like that. Yeah, Posse. Yeah, posse, yeah. He, Which I, I read all of Phil Jackson's books. I read uh, Sacred Hoops, and he refers to his own crew in that book in uh, Sacred Hoops, like him, Clyde Frazier, mm-hmm. like all of those guys from that team, Earl the Pearl, the Busher. You know, he refers to them as his Posse. I don't think he meant, any, and plus, you know, he. You know, they say, um, I forgot his name, a guy who played on that championship Knicks team. He was in the military while playing for the Knicks. And during the Vietnam protests and during the uh, civil rights protests, he was there with a gun with the military. And Phil Jackson was on the other side protesting. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Phil's, Phil's it, like a hippie dude. Yeah, it's crazy because I have, I have a friend and his, um, his father is the same age as Phil Jackson. He's a basketball junkie. And they use posse in the same term. So I really believe it's exactly. Phil Jackson's era. LeBron just took it a different way because I guess in his era, way, yeah. it just means something different. But I think it's just a miscommunication. And I, you can't blame him. You know, you can't blame LeBron because, like, he goes through so much scrutiny. And I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm not a hater. But, like, he goes through so much scrutiny. Like, everybody's always talking shit. He's shit about him. You know what I mean? Like, so I think he was too defensive on that Phil Jackson thing. But, like, it's because everybody's so hard on him. You know what I mean? Like, you got this dumbass soccer player saying this stuff just the other day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's got to be hard, man. So, last question. Do you do you really think that the Mavericks are really trying to get rid of KP? Do you think that they were shopping him around at least? I, what I think it was, I think it was more motivation. I think, you know, of course you're going to see what you can get. And if you can get something good, like, if, you know, if he had the Warriors and, he was, and you know, they were going to trade Clay Thompson, which obviously they're not going to, but just as an example, of course they're going to do it. But I think it was more motivational to try to get him to play better because I do believe that he is kind of a baby. Like, cause, like all the drama with the Knicks, like him demanding to see James Dolan and then, like, you know, wanting his brother to be, like, 
I forgot what it was like his he wanted the Knicks to pay his brother as like his therapist or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember that? And then I remember there was one game too, or not even a game. Jeff Hornacek and all those guys went to like a UFC fight, and they were all in the box together. And KP was down in the front, not even with them, like with his brother. Like I believe he probably is a prima donna. Yeah, I mean, I he, he probably wanted that Kawhi Leonard treatment, man. But Kawhi Leonard is winning yeah. championships. That's the difference. Exactly. Yeah, Ka- Kawhi gets the same treatment, it. but he's he's actually worth it. KP, you don't know what you're getting out of that. <laughs> For real. Sometimes he plays like a star, sometimes he plays like a bum. And lately, it's been more like a bum. Yo, when you let Rudy Gobert drop fucking 29 points on you, and that guy doesn't even <laughs> score points, that's bad. But <laughs> What's that, dude? Yeah, but one of the main issues with KP is that I believe the the knee he had surgery on recently, um, yeah. is, he has problems bending old, like bending down and getting in his defensive stance. So that's the reason why he's getting burned all the time. That's a good point, man. That's yeah, a good he point because he did have torn meniscus, and I think he had like an ACL the first time or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, he bro, he's so tall, he's seven three, seven four. Most NBA players, like you know lie a little bit on their height but he's a legit 7-3 you know what I mean like and they say that's not really that great I remember Phil Jackson said in a, it was like an article when he first took over as president like talking about KP like his height might be a disadvantage and I think you know we might be seeing that yep yep but at the end of the day man Dallas Mavericks fans man they, they be coming at me man but I'm, I'm telling you that shit ain't gonna work out they they thought they were well, we doing something else but that shit ain't gonna work out <laughs> I think we won the trade. Maybe we'll see in a couple of years if you know KP and Luke become like you know the next stars. But I think as right now we won that trade. Yeah, I mean, like I'm still waiting on that 2021 pick because Word. I still think Dallas, man, they're going to be struggling because Dallas was actually waiting on on the Giannis sweepstakes, and once they struck out yeah. with that, that team was 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 pretty much downhill because they didn't spend any money last summer because they're waiting on him. So once Giannis re-signed, they they were they were going to be struggling anyway. They're done, yeah. Yeah. So right exactly. now, I think they signed uh, what Trey Burke. Um, they didn't. They hardly made any signings to improve that team. Yeah, man. So, and, and you know, and the talent is scarce this year too, man. They, you know, they might end up getting one of these buyout guys, like you're saying. But you know, and I want to see Demarcus Cousins and Blake Griffin. I want to see these guys go somewhere and be productive because, like, they can. You know what I mean? I think you know the Clippers could use them, the Lakers could use them, the Nets could use them. I believe Blake will be productive out of that crew. Yeah. I think Blake will be, but we'll see if Blake, you know, doesn't pre, yeah. you know, be like a little pre Madonna about playing about twenty five minutes a game. If he starts to understand his role. He could definitely be productive because he's improved on his three point shooting and his jump shooting. Yeah, yeah, because you know, even though even though Bro, he, remember he was training with Melo. What would you say? Blake was training with a few years ago. Blake was training with Melo, like doing the jab steps, like pulling up from three, like yeah, you know, he picked up some of those tricks, man, and he, he could be dangerous, man. And he's still dunking. What I feel bad about guys like Drummond and Blake is that the NBA changed on them. You know what I mean, like. It used to be suited to them, and then the Warriors changed everything. And it, it, it even really started before that with that 2013 Knicks team when they were bombing threes, you know what I mean? And they had Rasheed Wallace, you know, shooting from three, like their stretch five. like. But the Warriors took it to another level, obviously, mm-hmm. and changed the whole league. And those guys are kind of left behind. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Well, John, man, I appreciate you giving me a call, man. Definitely uh, look, be man. on the lookout in your email for other shows. And I definitely appreciate Word. it, man. That, this was a great conversation, course, by the way. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I agree. It was a great... And I hope, uh, you know, talk to you soon, man. All right, definitely, man. Stay up. Later, brother. All right, once again, phone lines are open. There's a few things on the docket if you guys want to discuss. The KP situation... The sort of trade deadline, what's going on with that, with the Knicks, should they make a move, should they not? And the energy of the city, man, who is who are they really with, man? They're with the Brooklyn Nets or they're with the Knicks? Especially after that viral Knicks video. You guys let me know what you think. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. The kid from BK, of course, man. They're going to make Kawhi sweat for that money, man. Last season, he promised them a championship. And that shit ain't work out. They're going to make him work for every penny this season. Now, Harlem Girl says that the quickly pick came from the Marcus Morris trade. It seems about right. Because I remember we did get an asset for, for, for trading him. But I'm gonna definitely do research on that. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your word on it because that seems about right. Because I remember there has to be a reason that we gave up Morris and we give up Morris to a championship contending team. And normally they do give up a first round pick because of that. Because I remember the Andre Iguodala situation was like that in Memphis. They gave him up to Miami and they got a first round pick. So. The Knicks sort of played the same cards last year with Marcus Morris. That's a good point, Harlem Girl. It might be from that. But definitely Harlem Girl and uh, John, man. John Carlos, you guys got good info. Once again, phone lines are open. The link is in the description below. Drop your two cents and let me know what's good. Yo, yo. Yo, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Yo, seems like your lady's stressing you out over there, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the energy, man. Yeah, man. Yo, how you feeling, man? Yo, you see my Knicks? <laughs> yeah, I see them, man. They, they're they looking good at number four seed right now. Oh, yes, yes. Yo, you see the energy out here, man? Like, it's with the Knicks and it's not really with the Nets. I know you peeped that. I know you peeped that. I think they're missing one piece. I, you know, I look at Andre Barrett, man. I think he's gonna really expand, you know, the 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 team. Who, Andre Barrett? Yeah, cause he's the future. Yeah, man. But yo, I'm telling you, man. How do you how do you how do you feel about them right now? Like the Knicks right now, overall in this rebuilding phase, that they have more energy than the Brooklyn Nets, and the Nets are on the championship trajectory. I, I, I feel like they they like a, two pieces away from being a championship contender. I don't know why the Garden isn't like a team that's bringing in a lot of prime athletes, but there's not a lot of good athletes left. If you look at it, like the scope of really good athletes are not a lot. So I think that the season, after like two more seasons, it's going to be open market for a lot of these new talents to come in. I wish you guys would have got um, Mellow Ball, man. He's really good, but you know, with what y'all got, y'all doing a really good job. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, only thing about Mellow Ball, I'm not sure how he would fit in with uh, Tibbs, man. Tibbs would have worked his ass out. 
all that little sweet finessing jump shooting shit that he does Tibbs would have definitely tried to change up his game a little bit at least have him play defense wow I mean I don't know I just look at Tibbs like he's overworking his players and he's making them play 40 something minutes I think there needs to be a balance because I get that I guess they yeah I get that that they're young but I still feel like you know what he's overworking them 40 plus minutes a night he's not managing their minutes mm-hmm now, what do you think? What do you think about this trade deadline with the Knicks, man? Like, you think they can make a move, or who do you like in the trade deadline? I don't think overall? it's worth a move right now. I don't really think it's worth a move. No, you don't like nobody the out there right in the market. I don't, this is because this is just to get in the playoffs. As long as they get in the playoffs, that's what matters, man. I don't think like for them to make a trade and trade all their assets right now. I think it should stand pat mm-hmm. and kill, keep building, and hopefully they can get out the first round, and that's a win. I think if the Knicks making out the first round or even get home court advantage mm-hmm. that's a plus now now what if they got a shot to get zach levine what if they say like yo give us a draft pick he's not worth it he's nah? not worth it zach levine? nah i don't think so zach levine oh my god no. man, yo seriously man point he's he plays point I mean, guard zach... mm-hmm, go ahead is, is, is zach levine gonna get you any further than what round you guys gonna be at like he's gonna get you to semi conference finals why would you want to trade for him he's not worth it Maybe not this year. Saying, Maybe I, not this year, I'm but saying, Zach Levine, he's I mean, like he's like 26, man. He's like 20. I think he's 25. He's yeah, but I've 25 seen that story play too many times with him. He's too inconsistent. He's the kind of, he reminds me of J.R. Smith. One game, he'll drop 30. Remember when J.R. was on the Nuggets? You have one game, he'll drop 30 plus points. The next game, he dropped eight. No, nah, no. Nah, Zach, Zach Levine is on a different level than what J.R. Zach Levine is actually leading his team, man. He's on a different level. The only well, thing I'm is that saying, he needs that, other players around wins. him. Is that is not is not contributing to wins. He got a really good team with marketing, and he got the other nigga. Um, nah, his team is Kobe. not good at all. Ricardo, man, you bugging. Marketing was supposed to be nice. I don't know what happened to marketing. Nah. Him and Porzingis, him and Porzingis, they both dropped. <laughs> you said him and Porzingis. <laughs> yes, Porzingis is a bum. Marketing is a bum now. I don't know what happened. They had really. I remember when marketing was all, when, when marketing first came into the league. Him and Porzingis were going back and forth, and all of a sudden they just like they they, they like role players, and they were legit stars. Yes, that's 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 a flop. But what do you think? What do you think about that KP trade? Looking looking two years later, man. Right now, like. Cause KP right now he's injury prone, he can't really play. Dallas is rumored to trade it, you know, to wanting to trade him. Like looking back now, like you think that KP trade really worked out for the Knicks? The fact that they didn't have to pay him max money. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the league right now in the next two three years is gonna be a lot different. I think right now we're in a LeBron era, LeBron era and Kawhi. But I think in the next two, three years, the league is going to be open. All these young teams are going to be coming up. And I think it's going to be a different landscape. So with that being said, I really feel the Knicks should just stand pat, try to get into the playoffs, make it at least out the first round. No, no, I, feel, I, can... I, I feel you on that. I'm just saying the KP trade, just just looking at not, now it's two years later after the KP trade. Do you feel like the Knicks came up by not giving him a max deal? Like they traded out of that. Do you feel like that was good for them? Of course, if you see the outcome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, because a lot of people at the time it was like, "Damn, the Knicks traded away the better player," but 
They came out yeah, of the trade with Dennis Smith Jr. Point. What they got for point thing is they gave, let him go in free agency. Nah, they could have got it. When, mm-hmm. when they got when they, they didn't get nothing from Dallas, they didn't. They were not a three. They let him go with actually not getting nothing from them. I think they were under the impression that they they were gonna get some parts. He walked away from New York. Nah, he didn't walk nothing. away from the Knicks, man. Yo, Ricky Bobby, you bugging, man? Nah, he didn't walk away from the Knicks. He got traded, man. For DSJ, the Knicks had Dennis Smith Jr. They they got the 2021 first round pick, man, out of Dallas. That's what I'm telling you. Two years down the road, now looking back, do you think they came up? So what did they get for him? What they got for what they got for Porzingis? Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 first round draft pick. That's looking like right now. That draft pick looking like a lottery pick right now. The way Dallas is yeah, playing. Yeah, but you know what that bullshit, though? They, they, the league fucked the Knicks over because y'all was supposed to get Zion Williams. Because at that year when Zion was on, was on the market, when he was coming in the, he was coming in the draft, he was he was supposed to go to the Knicks. All of a sudden, they did that bullshit where they changed the lottery and the Knicks didn't qualify for him. Yo, but you know, at the end of the day, that shit might end up working out in our favor anyway. Because... Why you say that? Zion is killing, but, I mean, longevity, I mean, who knows how he's going to end up. Williams, Imagine it would have been Zion with Andre Barrett together, bro. That would have been box office. Nah, but it's impossible because the Knicks only had one pick. Who, who they pick? They pick. They pick Andre Barrett over Zion. No, they 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 pick RJ Barrett. Zion was already taken off the board. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I I, I, I like I like um, Andre Barrett though. I think he has much more upside. I think he could be the next Paul Pierce, man. He had. He reminds me of his game. He got a mid-range. He can play defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, got that, he got that type of game. <laughs> he got that type of slow yeah, game that he's like, damn, this shit's unstoppable, man. And and Randolph was killing. But you know what? I've seen that too many times when players come to the Knicks and they leave. Hopefully he stays. Nah, man. Remember that this year is had, different. Um, this year is a lot different. Remember they had Zach Randolph? Remember they had Zach Randolph? And he went to he went to Memphis. He was killing on Memphis. Yeah, but he was also he was kind of killing for the Knicks too. Is that they just never had the right pieces around him? That's all it was. Yeah, but yo, who do you like to to fucking move during this free agency, man? I mean, I ain't, not free agency uh, during the, the the trade deadline. Even 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 uh, though I know I know you mainly I, I, think, I know I you think, mainly fuck with the Lakers, Lowry, but like I think. What are you looking Kyle at? Kyle Lowry looks really good. Kyle Lowry looks really good. I like Kyle Lowry. I think any team Kyle Lowry goes to is going to make them enhance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at Kyle Lowry. I'm looking at who else? Um, shit. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond looks good. I'll take Andre Drummond. He looks pretty good. Uh, Blake Griffin will be all right. Nah, Blake, Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin. he's going to get bored out. I mean, he go, he just gonna be yeah, a free agent anyway. He don't play no defense, so I like he give you points, but he don't play no defense. His game, oh man, his game is so bad now. He lost all his athleticism. Yeah, Him and yeah. Westbrook look horrible. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think about Lonzo Ball? He he he's out there. The Pelicans are trying to trade him. Yo, Lonzo Ball is a bum. He can't shoot. Yo, but sometimes the passes he be making to Zion is insane, man. I'm just like, damn. No, I think it, yo, honestly, I think his brother Melo 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 Ball is way better than him. I think he just might be a better shooter the, the, because Lonzo Ball he nah, plays defense. Lonzo Ball plays defense. Don't get it fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, that's not gonna work because you know he can't score. He can't attack the rack. Every time he get he get blocked, so it's like okay, you know he's gonna pass. 
He, he reminded me of Jason Kidd. You know how that played out. Nah, Jason Kidd, over time, he learned to shoot. He was a, it's a horrible shooter. And at the end of his career, like, in the last, like, I would say six years, he was shooting threes, man. I mean, shit could change. It, it can always change. Like, you got to give these guys time to develop. I think, I think we always judging these guys way too early. That's why a lot of people was shitting on RJ Barrett last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, he came up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't even put him on the all-rookie team. I think even, like, second string. But somehow Zion made first string. That shit is... That shit right there. Major, major question mark. It's a buy. It's a, it, 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 it's a star-driven league. And unfortunately, the Knicks finally are making some noise. But I hopefully... I, I want to see the Knicks go against the Brooklyn Nets, man. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I mean, of course, the Brooklyn Nets, man, they're on a different level. But but overall, man, KD saying that the Knicks ain't cool this past weekend, man, that that shit has basically become a myth, man. Now, the Knicks, I think I I think the ownership, I think they just do horrible ownership. They've been so bad for so many years. But but yeah, that that, that stigma is coming off, man. That stigma is definitely coming off. Stigma is coming off. Yeah. Man, like I said, man, I wish I would have saw Melo and Stoudemire, man, and they prime <laughs> play together, man. They never. I think that team would have been really good, man. Marvy Stoudemire and Melo, that right there was a championship team, man. I'm telling you, they only played together for one, I would say, playoff run against the Celtics when they got swept. I think they got swept in that first round. That was the only series where, like, I would say, sort of prime Amari and Melo play together. I, I still remember what year that was, but there definitely was a series where the Celtics beat the Knicks, but Amari and Melo was both playing at the same time. But it is what it is. But yo, man, appreciate you, man. Yo, don't get in trouble out there, man. I see a lady about to yo, chew man, your head I'm, off, I'm man. Try, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yo, man, I appreciate, the, I appreciate the podcast, man. Yeah, It's man. talking about some deep conversations, man. Hopefully, like we were in, when we went... When I was in college, man, <laughs> I always said, yo, the Knicks are going are gonna to do something, man. And to see that happen, like, you guys are back in title contention, really, it, it really, it really big for the city. Yeah, it's yo. really a big move for the city. But, yo, before you dip out, man, let me ask you about your Lakers, man. Yo, is LeBron shook, man? What, what's going on over there? Huh? Is, is LeBron shook that he got to carry the team by himself? I mean, he's not, he, he's not, I, I, I I just think he's overwhelmed right now, man. No AD. AD's not really giving out. Yo, but how could he be um, overwhelmed? He He's the king. That, that's what he calls nah, himself. He's not old. He's old. Father Time, you know Father Time is undefeated. He's just talented, but I don't think he got it anymore where he could play, carry a team like he used to. So he's he watching. Like Dwayne Wade. He can do it in spurts. He can't do it for a whole 42 minutes. Yeah, that's fact. And he been he been secretly hiding that shit through Anthony Davis's performances, man. Because Anthony yeah, Davis, man, man the numbers right he's putting you know up what? is MVP they levels. Just, they just one piece away. They need to get a big man that can, can protect the rim. I don't know why the fuck they got rid of Dwight Howard, man. Honest to God, I really don't know why they got rid of him. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, man, they went on a crazy spending spree, man. Yeah, but they got all that, those players and they fucking still suck. Yo, they fired their coach today, matter of fact. <laughs> they did? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they got all these for that money. Got Gallinari. They got all these fucking prime players. And all of a sudden, they, they, they not even in the playoffs. Ah, oh, man. It is what it is, man. Yo, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to holler at you, man. All right, bro. Definitely. Peace.
All right, phone lines are still open. You guys, let me know what you think. Drop your two cents. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Let's definitely do. Damn, the kid from BK talking about the Brooklyn Nets versus the Knicks game is $300 for the nosebleeds. Sheesh. They better guarantee you can't get COVID sitting up in them seats for that price. I mean, if you guys ever been to the Barclays Center, it's almost like you're about to jump off the ledge just by sitting down. All right, you guys, phone lines are still open. Topics on the docket. Do the Knicks have the energy of the city over the Brooklyn Nets? And also, should they make a move before the trade deadline? And also, who won that trade between KP? Well, I shouldn't say KP. Between the Mavericks and the Knicks, two years down the road looking back. How do you guys feel about it? And why is KP frustrated in Dallas? Phone lines is open. You guys, let me know what's on your mind. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Damn, Linden and a bunch of other people don't like Lonzo Ball's game. He does play defense, though. I don't really like his game either, but he is going to be available at that deadline. It's either they're going to trade him or they're not going to get no assets for him. He could walk away at the end of the season. But that's Spencer Dinwiddie. That's an interesting move because he's either going to pick up his option or he's just going to hit the free agency. It's really him, Zach Levine. And possibly Gary Harris. If we could give up a second round pick to get someone like him. To be that quick plug off the bench. Shooting wise. That wouldn't be a bad look for the team. Guys like RJ Barrett. They're still going to be young. But they're going to be a little bit too polished. To be getting guys fresh off the draft. 18, 19. Who really don't know nothing. Like sort of in the same realm with Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown is at right now. They're a little bit too polished. They're still young, but they can't be playing next to a bunch of 19, 18 year old guys that just came into the league. You don't want to put them in that situation because they're going to get frustrated. You still kind of want to put more polished vets around. That's why I say RJ Barrett getting Zach Levine and putting him next to RJ wouldn't be that bad, in my opinion. Honestly, the Knicks couldn't make any trade for a max contract guy because you'd have to match their salaries. And we don't have anybody's salary that comes even close to that. I know Randall. We would have to give up Randall because he has the highest salary off rip. But right now, a max contract guy that we would trade for, I really don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't trade anybody for a max player right now. I would trade for someone that could potentially become the max in a couple of years. His deal would have to be sort of a good, sweet deal like Randall's deal. The max contracts, matter of fact, are like a double-edged sword. Because once a player signs that shit, it is so hard to get rid of him. We've seen it happen to Russell Westbrook, John Wall, James Harden. You could basically only trade those guys for each other. Especially when it doesn't work out, like Russell Westbrook and John Wall. 
they can only get traded for each other. There's no other scenario that those contracts can get moved unless they get bought out. But Carta, best believe the league is going to switch up those super max contracts. The next collective bargaining agreement, they're going to put some sort of clause. If you want to get out of that deal or you want to get traded, there's a kicker. You lose a certain amount of money because those super max contracts have not worked out the way the owners thought they would. They thought the players would stick to the same teams because the money was a lot. And that shit ended up being a lie. We've seen it with James Harden, Westbrook, John Wall. I mean, when guys want to leave, they want to leave. So owners are definitely going to put a penalty on those Supermax deals come the next time that they do that collective bargaining agreement. Victor Oladipo, man, he better be hitting those high notes, man. I see him, he be singing, but he's not going to be singing after he sees some of the offers he's going to get for some of these deals because people are just curious to see how he performs off that injury and he doesn't have that same explosiveness that he had before but if a team can get him on a bargain deal that wouldn't be that bad because how slow he's become this guy can almost play like power I mean not power forward small forward sort of like a combo shooting guard small forward because right now just that that explosiveness is missing it's not there anymore. But Carter, the the players that the Knicks should really be looking out for, I know the Nets wouldn't give the Knicks a sweet deal. It's that Spencer Dinwiddie situation and that Zach Levine situation. Because those are kind of roles that we need right now. And low-key, the Boston Celtics, they have Kimball Walker out in the market, but nobody wants that contract. That shit is that shit is bad. And I would never make a trade with Danny Ainge. Because he'd be ripping teams off. And another possible play, Devontae Graham with Michael Jordan. Because, of course, Jordan has LaMelo Ball at point guard. So he doesn't really have any use for Devontae Graham. But Devontae Graham's on a one-year deal that expires this year. So I'm not sure what moves could be made with that. But he's definitely going to be out on the market regardless. So even if during the offseason, we could possibly pick him up for probably dirt cheap because this season he didn't get to do anything. Yeah, May 4th. What's going on, man? Once again, phone lines are open. The link is in the description below. Give me a call. Let me know what's on your mind. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. And definitely drop your two cents. Well, I had no idea those Nets tickets were only $15. Remember, they couldn't give those shits away fast enough a couple years back. Now they're about to have all of Brooklyn paying James Harden's max <laughs> contract. <laughs> Brooklyn is not paying for James Harden's max deal. They are not paying to see a guy that's going to dribble, 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 step back, step back, travel, 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 and then, and then jump shot. Chill. 
That is horrible basketball. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody in the tri-state area plays basketball like that. That's some West Coast shit. What's going on, Steven Arosa? The kid from BK. I don't think the pricing. <laughs> they should just call it that. Because the Nets are way over that luxury tax. And they're not selling no tickets. Once again, phone lines are open. The link is in the description below. Let me know what you think. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Yeah, Max Kellerman do be watching the Knicks games on the low with his favorite panties on, just eating a bowl of ice cream, and just crying, wishing that he never made those statements on first take about the Knicks. I'm telling you, because he was smirking way too hard during that whole segment. Does anybody have any info in the chat about how much those Knicks tickets are running for? And was it only friends and family? With that, uh, I believe they let 2,000 people into the arena. Because they were saying that on the broadcast. Most of them was friends and family. So I'm just wondering how many hard copies were they actually trying to sell? And how much were they selling them for? Nah, Rosa, if they if they press Max Kellerman, he's just going to pull out his Knicks hat, man. He's like, yo, I was a fan the whole time, guys. <laughs> nah, in all seriousness, all seriousness though... Max Kellerman is a fan of the Knicks. Definitely. He's definitely a fan of the Knicks. That guy, you know, always brags about him standing in line waiting for tickets. So, once a Nick, always a Nick. Wow, the kid from BK says uh, the whole league released tickets for the rest of the season to fans. So I guess the NBA ain't playing, man. The second half of the season, they're trying to get their money. But I bet you them tickets are going to be insane. But that shit better come with a vaccination shot or something. And you Nets fans, you will be paying that James Harden tax. Yeah, Rappaport is not a Knicks fan anymore. What happened to him, man? His whole branding was was the Knicks. Nah, Steven, I believe uh, Rappaport is a Nets fan now. He's not going to run to Dallas because his branding is all in New York. He does that fake Long Island accent or whatever, that Nassau type accent. So his whole branding is in New York. I can't believe he said he's not a Knicks fan anymore. <laughs> That's some dumb shit. How you change your mind after all these years of just being a loyal fan, going to games? Rappaport is bugging. Steven Ross calling <laughs> he calling KP a 7-3 shooting guard. Yeah, I knew something was wrong when I seen uh Marcus Smart back up KP and then block him. I didn't know what the hell was going on. KP be fading away against the smallest guys. I never understood that. I mean, at the end of the day with KP, I don't think his body is is holding up at all. And that's pretty much going to be his downfall. And Mark Cuban taking that Larry Bird gamble, it's actually going to backfire on him. But it paid off with the Luka pick, but with the KP situation, it's not going to work out. Well, Steven, it's hard to tell if we lost that trade yet. We got to see how that 
2021 draft pick turns out. And also, we got to see what becomes a KP because in a way, we kind of, well, if we did win that trade, we won that trade because of the lack of moves that we made, aka not giving KP a max deal because that's going to come back and bite Mark, Mark Cuban in the ass because he's going to spend a couple more years not being able to give Luka the help that he needs. So sometimes you win the trade because of the lack of moves you actually make. Yeah, KP did get beat up in his own country. <laughs> oh, man. He was trying to go shopping, and he thought he was in Italy. So if we you know what, let's take a little shopping trip to Italy. But it turns out he definitely wasn't. Once again, phone lines are open. I'm going to leave them open for about five more minutes. You guys let me know what's on your mind. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Now, Steven, I don't think Luca hates KP. I think he's growing frustrated because he's not really getting the help this season, and they had a lot of expectations. It's not like last year where people didn't really expect much and they were overachieving. Once the expectations grow, sort of like the Boston Celtics after Kyrie left, these guys tend to fold. Once again, phone lines are open. You guys let me know what's on your mind. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. And don't be afraid to drop your own two cents. All right, you guys, definitely check me out on the Discord. We got a community there with Nick fans, Pan Nick, on the Discord. Also on Twitter, Pan Nick. And definitely check out the playlist on the channels. There's different videos, especially pertaining to around the league. Definitely check out the playlist because some of you guys are asking for other content. There's a bunch of videos there, but somehow it doesn't get, it wouldn't get marketed to you. It wouldn't come up on your timeline, but definitely check the playlist. Damn, it looks like the Nets and the Spurs are in overtime. The Spurs must have not played no defense tonight. All right, you guys, this will be the end of the live stream. Definitely, we'll do this again. Sign up for the email list so you can get notified. And once again, check out the playlist on the channel. There's a bunch of videos that you guys probably never seen. And also, we're on the Discord, at Panic. Same thing on Twitter. And definitely check out Orange Cookies. That channel has videos pertaining to things that are going on around the league. That's outside of the Knicks. So until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.